Welcome to the Smith Publicity, all things book marketing podcast. The best tips, insights, and advice from the best in the publishing industry. Hi, this is Andrea Kiliani Thatcher, and welcome back to the All Things Book Marketing Podcast. Today, our guest is Sarah Canal from Sarah Canal Coaching, and um, she's an author, coach, and writer herself. And we're going to be talking about what exactly it is, it is that an author coach does, and also one of the myths of writing a book. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. And did I say it right that time? Perfect. Oh, terrific. Yes. <laughs> um, so why don't you tell me a little bit about, and our listeners, a little bit about your background and uh, your business? Absolutely. Like I, I'm so happy that every time I get to have a conversation with other writers, people in publishing, I um, am a lover of all things books and literature and reading and definitely writing. So it's a real joy to be with everybody today. And you know, um, I became an author. Well, I, I wanted to write since I was very young, and I did that whole um, closeted writing thing, I call it, <laughs> where, you know, I wrote for a long time and wouldn't show my work to anyone. And there came a point when I just really, that, that thing inside me that wanted to be a, a true published author, to have my work out in the world and share it and be part of a conversation and reach readers the way that so many amazing writers had done for me through their books, that became like a stronger pull than the terror of taking all the action steps that we must take <laughs> as writers. So um, I, I am here as a as a writer and a coach, really identifying and understanding with everybody that might be listening. Um, this is it's big, it's courageous work to be to be an author, and uh, for me anyway, it's taken a lot of a lot of uh, hard work and courage. And so um, anyway, what all happened is basically I. Uh, started writing and submitting my work and working on a manuscript. And at the same time, I, you know, wanted to have an income. And so I started studying coaching, personal growth, um, life coaching. I did a, a counseling license. So I really thought of myself as I'll be a writer and then I'll be this kind of coach therapist over here. And there were these two worlds. And what happened is that when I had the opportunity to, um, I finally met someone who knew an agent, you know, it was like the big moment, you know, I've been working for like 10 years on, you know, getting the idea of having a book come out. And I got introduced to, um, this agent and she gave me a whole bunch of revisions to do. And I completely shut down. Like I couldn't do the work and it was really a terrifying experience because there was this thing I wanted so much to be a professional writer and share my work and connect. And I, I just, I was frozen. And so I had heard of this person who was a writing coach and that, what the heck is that? You know, like what, what is, what does the writing coach do? And I called her and she walked me through the process step-by-step step, and I was able to do those revisions, sign with that agent, which led to a book deal, which led to amazing opportunities to publish in the New York times and other places. And all of that to say what came out of that experience for me and why I give this very long answer to your lovely question <laughs> yeah. is that, um, is that what it showed me was I, the, the power of coaching, the power of what happens when we as an author have a team, have support, have professional guidance to walk through a process and how in six months with this coach, I was able to do what I couldn't do in 10 years on my own. And then that led to some incredible 
opportunities that I'm so fortunate to have been able to have. And it, it, and that's when my worlds came together. And I said, I want to take all this work I've done for 10 years around goals and accountability and, and reaching potential and overcoming fears and getting out of our way, taking big action and apply it to writers and, and let other have support other writers in doing what I was really fortunate to get to do and to make my living as an author and, and be a writer. So, um, that's, that's a long answer to the question of how I got here. And, and what I do in my practice now is so exciting because I'm able to do what my original coach, um, book Warner did for me, which is if I'm working one-on-one -on -one with an author, um, really supporting them through the process from idea to publication and promotion of their book. And so some people come in and I'm really working with them on the idea, developing the outline, editing the work, you know, really creating a riveting, compelling professional book. And then some people have done that great work and they've worked with their editor and they have the book and they, what they don't have is the, what to do with it, which we're going to be talking about today. I know where it's like, Oh, we make all this investment and do this work. And then how do you actually build an audience? How do you reach readers? How do you create a brand and a platform where people are going to be able to find you that need to read this book that you've been called to write. And, um, that's such rich work and why I love connecting with everyone at Smith, because, um, there's, there's the big PR kind of level of really important work we can do, which I got to do for the first book, which is so, so helpful. And then there's the, the pieces that we, as the authors need to do to build that platform brand, start connecting with readers. And they, my experience at least is that both those levels need to be there for a really successful launch and run for a book to really get it out there in the world. Absolutely. We would agree. Um, so that's great. I mean, I didn't really quite realize that you had that pretty unique perspective of, you know, having been through this for the authors yeah. that you're working with. And I knew how successful you were as an author, but you know, knowing that you went through the coaching process and kind of had that pain point where, you know, you just needed some help. That That's very interesting, and I think authors will obviously relate to that. Um, so <clears throat> we were going to talk a little bit about one of the big myths of writing a book. And, um, you know, we, we immediately recognized what we were talking about when we brought this up prepping for this podcast. Why don't you explain for me what you consider to be the big myth? So the big myth, and it might be easily as well called the big fantasy, and it's certainly the fantasy that I held for many, many years to, to the detriment of my career until I made the shift, which is that we as the writer get to write the book hand it over to someone and we're out. Like we maybe, you know, of course go to a really fun book launch, sign some books, you know, do a few readings, but that that's really our job is writing the book, doing a reading or two, and then the book gets to come into the world and, um, and everyone will find us and they'll find the book and it'll change lives. And it's amazing. And we'll, we'll support ourselves writing of the sale of our books. Like that's, that's, I'm going to go ahead and say it's a myth and a fantasy in today's environment. There may have been times that that was what the process looked like. And it was for a very, very few writers, even at that point. Um, and now what I experience is like, we have this really cool invitation and I know a lot of writers and I was one of them felt like, Oh, 
I did all that work to write the book. There's more, you know, it's right. like if anyone's seen those Lord of the Rings movies, like the trilogy, or if you haven't, you might have just heard the story enough where it's a trilogy, right? So at the end of the book one, these, you know, very noble creatures have like persevered through all these obstacles and they've climbed mountains, they've fought off dangerous animals and all this crazy stuff. And they, and you think it's like the end of the movie and they're finally going to achieve their goal. And then you see that, almost it's like the vista opens up and there's like all, they thought they had to get to the top of this one mountain and they reach that point and then there's this huge vista opens up and they actually see that their destination is like way over there. <laughs> and it's a little bit like, except what I really would love to share is that I felt, you know, pressure and resistance and I don't want to and all that stuff. And I will say this work now, the work of building a brand and a platform and an audience and um, sharing in these neat ways, because we're in such a neat time with social media and so many other venues, I have to say this is one of the most fun parts of my work now. I really genuinely enjoy the marketing, the platform building. And I, I never thought I could say that. So for anyone that the, the even sound of what we're talking about makes you cringe. <laughs> that was me. It was, it just, I didn't want to have anything to do with it. Who has the time, et cetera. And now when I see that it's not about marketing and selling and like having to be, you know, businessy for me, it's what I love is it's really about a writer finding their tribe, finding their audience and really engaging that audience, serving them, inspiring them and, and inviting them in to not only the current book, but the next book and a, and a real lifelong relationship between author and reader. And that, that's the, the part that's really fun and exciting and cool. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. And you know, we do hear from a lot of authors that, and I worked in-house at a publisher before marketing, and um, I think the sooner you let go of that fantasy, the better. And there's, you know, different ways you can address it. You can, you know, do the work yourself. You can hire someone like us. <laughs> like, I always say, I don't want to write a book. Like, you do the writing of the book part. Absolutely. Good. Great. I like doing the outreach. I love finding an angle and, you know, what's that magazine that really needs to hear about this book or what have you. Um, and so it's nice to hear that someone can bridge the divide and come from one side to the other um, and, you know, find this second part of the work enjoyable. Um, but, yeah, I mean, people really do want to hold on to this idea that they wrote the book. And even, I mean, beyond the publicity um, piece – just distribution. I, I mean, there's a lot of authors that think I wrote the book, so it's going to appear on bookshelves in all the bookstores. And right. that is not an automatic thing. That is not how, and again, maybe there was a time when every book published, you know, had a chance at getting to the bookshelves, but that's a, a journey too. And, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a publisher, most of the time they will handle that. And, um, but there's still the marketing and publicity support that needs to bolster up the work that the sales team is doing. So again, if people are saying, well, I don't really care about social media. I don't think my audience is on social media. I mean, I would say every audience is on social media, but at this point, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, sometimes I've been able to get people on board by explaining that what they're doing is supporting the sales team. If um, a book buyer Googles your name after the sales rep leaves their store and doesn't find anything, they're going to be like, oh, this person doesn't have an audience. Um, they, You need to have an online presence. Um, it's just kind of a reality of 
the business now and it is a business I know it's you know you're an artist you're a writer absolutely and I fully I fully buy into you know writer as an artist and all that um, but they also you know need to be marketing their work so they have there's lots of help out there from people like you and people like us um, but we also try and help empower people to be doing that as much as possible um, for themselves so hundred percent and there's so many ways it's almost like people that don't like to exercise. I think of it like that, you know, it's sort of, it's finding the right exercise. Usually, you know, maybe you, cause you hate the treadmill, but there's like a million other ways we can move our bodies. And it's sort of like that for me with this, like I've looked as an author to find what are the ways I could find fun? Like what feels authentic to me? And like, which, you know, I don't do every social media outlet. I don't do every promotional technique. I pick the ones that really, I think will help me find my ideal readers and serve them. And also, um, that I can have some, some enjoyment and feel authentic doing. So that's a nice thing to remember too, because there are a lot of wonderful strategies we can use, um, completely do it yourself or with assistance. And so, um, it's sort of finding if something hasn't felt, if you hate Twitter, that's totally cool. It doesn't have to be Twitter. Um, and, and there's, there's, I've seen writers be so creative and I've had fun coming up with ideas for them. I'm like, okay, if that sounds awful, what about this? And it's like, oh, well, I could, I could enjoy writing a blog about that. Or I, I actually would love to do a lot more with pictures and visuals and do more on Instagram and Pinterest. And it's like, that's great. Perfect. Yeah. That's awesome advice. Um, <clears throat> so we've talked a little bit about your company and the services that you provide, um, do you want to expand a little bit just about the role of the author coach and maybe walk sure. us through a sample process? Absolutely. So, um, you know, when people are coming in with the idea for the book or a draft of the book, the manuscript, um, that part of the process is truly more what people would think of in the developmental edit world where, you know, um, we're looking at work every week or supporting the writer through, um, really, um, completing in an efficient way, the, um, the, the actual work itself and then refining the craft, you know, making the work the best that it can be and the most exciting for the reader. And once we have that finished manuscript, um, really then once the author has picked their path of publication, if it's going for traditional, you know, there's that path. I've done both. I did traditional for my first book and went with the agent and publisher. And then my um, newer book that just came out last year, I did self-publishing because I wanted to walk through that process and have really experienced both sides. Um, and they're both have great strengths about them and draw, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to everything, but, um, there's really good pros. Um, and, uh, so anyway, all that to say that, um, what I do next and is a really fun part of the work now, as I shared is create a program for each author where, um, we look at what I call sort of the four pillars of marketing and platform. We look at the opportunities for that author, like who are they? what, what kind of marketing would be authentic and on brand, you know, really look like identifying, creating the brand for that author. That's just really rich work. And it doesn't take very long. It's like a session, you know? Right. And then, um, we walk through looking at, for me, it's like the key things that I work with each author on is we will spend time on the website. Do they have an author website? If not, we create one and then how to make sure that that website is working for the author. So it's, again, it has the right sort of brand feeling. There's a, a free gift of some kind so that that 
author is starting to capture names for their email list. Um, you know, so we really look at maximizing a web presence, and then we look at that email list that I mentioned, and, and that email list can be you know drawn from inviting people from social media to the email list. But the email list is huge because that's you know if you post something on Facebook, the algorithms are such that not everyone will see it. You know, you'll you'll right. get it viewed by certain people, but when you have the email, um, then you really, you've got direct access. Those are people that have said, I want to hear from you. And so we come up with this awesome stream of content that like is related to the book. So if it's a fiction book, we come up with themes of the book and then what related, if the book is about, um, you know, uh, a flight attendant and her story of finding love or something, um, we might have, the, the regular emails that go out between when I start working with someone in the book launch, they might be stories of travel, you know, people's stories from, you know, traveling, they might be about relationships. So we come up with related ideas to the book and we start delivering really cool, valuable content to the email list on a, on a you know, weekly or biweekly basis. That can be videos, short posts, links to articles. If someone's writing a nonfiction um, expert book, definitely that's where we start developing that credibility and expertise. And the strategy is that by the time by the time the book launches, if I have a little bit of time working with someone, then with this whole group of people who are getting all this wonderful, rich content, and when it's time to say, oh, the book is out, this is so exciting, I've been talking about my book's coming out and sharing all this related neat stuff, people click and buy Absolutely. because they've developed a relationship, and that's really the core of what we're doing. We also you know, I work with the author on, um, on social media. Again, what are the channels that that author likes where they can find their ideal client and then using a lot of strategies, which would be too, you know, sort of like much for our brains probably to go through all of them here, but using the optimal strategies for social media to build that audience both there and on the email list. And then I love working with authors on the out of the box stuff, like what causes organizations, groups, could we look at for speaking engagements beyond bookstores and libraries, but you know, what, what happens in the book, what characters are doing the book, what, what's happening in the nonfiction book that's related to organizations and causes the author could be affiliated with and do an event, speaking engagements, um, doing uh, webinars, like really maximizing all the different mediums that we might be able to use. So the bottom line is meeting with an author after the book's done and really finding out who they are, who they want to reach, and then creating the best strategy from those various areas I just mentioned to help support them in building an audience, having a strong launch and really going for that Amazon bestseller list when the book comes out. Awesome. And I like how you were talking about the email list and stuff they can do with their website. If every author I worked with came to me with a website with like a few months of content on it, that would be just a dream come true. Um, It's such a boon to publicity efforts when a magazine or a blog or someone says, oh, do you have a piece that we can run? Or we'd love to do a guest post or something. You have that content all ready to go. And you also have somewhere to link back um, to and everything. So that's great advice. And I really also appreciated how much you've been talking about authenticity. I think with marketing and publicity and social media in particular, again, if someone hates Twitter, Twitter's going to be able to tell Like you're not going to come across as natural and you're not going to be able to be part of the conversation. So, um, you know, as publicists, just like you said, we would never 
force someone say, no, you really have to be on Twitter. Like if they don't want to be on Twitter, it's not going to be a good idea. It's not going to end well. Um, so yeah, it's great that you really help authors find the medium that they're most comfortable with. Um, one thing you mentioned was about building the author brand. And I was wondering what your response is when authors sometimes have pushback to the concept of thinking of themselves as a brand. Yes. And I think most of us do, right? We're artists. We don't want a brand. That just sounds just like hideous, right? It's sort of the <laughs> anathema to artists, right? But what I will say is, again, it, I'm always happy with writers to just to chuck the words like any of the labels right. and argue what we're really talking about is who are you and, and how would you like others to see you? What would you love to be known for? So what I have fun doing with authors to kind of, if there is resistance, cause there always is to most of us um, <laughs> and myself, of course, as, with all of this, um, it's sort of like, okay, what are some authors you like, just for anyone listening, a fun game almost you can play is who are some authors you really like. And if you had to distill their brand, quote unquote, like what they're about, what that's their vibe, what's the energy, the tone, what would you say? And what's fun is you start to be able to, pick it out because people who are usually people who are successful authors have been clear on this, not in an inauthentic marketing manipulative way, but in a very, like they are able to clearly know who they are and they're consistent with branding. I always think it's consistency and clarity. And so for example, like, you know, someone like David Sedaris, if people are familiar with his work, I love him. And, you know, he, he, I mean, he's like, um, irreverent over the top and, um, and very much about the personal experience, you know, the, the, and hilarious, you know? Yes. And so when, so I even talked to authors about, um, this can be fun. Like, Think of it as, as a neat, neat tool you can use. Like when David Sedar speaks, he wears culottes and like a crazy shirt and it's hysterical because he's an over the top guy. If someone's brand was, you know, refined and sensitive, like that would be a terrible choice you know, <laughs> off brand what to wear. But it's fun to, if you think about, if we think about our favorite authors, we can usually tell it's like, oh, okay, this person's literary and, and provocative. And this other person is, um, adventurous and, um, and probing or, you know, and so it's taking something pretty ambiguous or esoteric and really saying just who, who are you for real? And, and how would you like others to see you? And, and it's really about your values. I think that's what helped me a lot was that it's not about marketing. It's about your values and the person you are letting the world know who you are is going to attract those really ideal readers. That's awesome. And it's, it's almost like, you know, talking about character, you can, mm -hmm. you can tell us three main, you know, driving forces behind your main character. Um, so, you know, kind of thinking about it for yourself or for your author brand. Um, so that's a great way to think about it. Um, and so, you know, we've talked a little bit about some of the challenges, like, you know, overcoming your fear of marketing or, you know, not wanting to necessarily be a brand, but I think the big, one of the biggest challenges has got to be Amazon. I mean, whether you're self-published or traditionally published, Amazon is, and two publishers, Amazon can be, you know, mystifying. Um, they're, you know, rather secretive about their algorithm. You know, they're not as easy to, um, predict what will be successful the way you can with Facebook or um, Twitter or something. So <clears throat> what are some things that authors can do to maximize impact on Amazon? 
Yep. So, and I love that we are dialoguing about this because I also feel like it, it keeps getting updated. Yep. You know, I sort of follow a few kind of Amazon gurus, like I shared, you know, and I've partnered with them sometimes to deliver, you know, um, special trainings for authors I work with. And so for today, what I will say for my, and I love, yeah, we can add in um, three that I would say are number one, um, really doing the work ahead of the launch to the, do some of that audience building we talked about to develop a social media presence because to, to especially if a goal is to hit the bestseller list on Amazon, which is such a wonderful thing after you've invested in writing a book to be able to get, to get that status and you have that claim for the rest of your life, bestselling author. It's wonderful um, to get to have. And so one of the ways to, um, to do that is to do, that, do the pre-work of building your audience and then running a, a campaign that you, know, you can do through social media your email list where you invite like everyone to purchase the book on the same day, you know, at, and, and so there's a real, you get your huge influx of sales will come in a concentrated period of time. And you, you then, uh, again, a piece of this is like what category you choose and there's a strategy, you know, so getting smart and following there's lots of free trainings on, you know, how to categorize your book, but getting in the right genre, getting your book categorized appropriately, driving everybody to the book sale on that, that big day that you want to have your official launch. Um, I have, I have had authors follow the the protocol from the course I created that I do, and they've hit that bestseller list. And it's really exciting. Cause it's like, Oh my gosh, it actually worked. You know, like it yeah. doesn't work every time. It depends on the category tremendously, but I think really getting smart on the pre-work and then the categorization um, that you use for the book is, um, is, is vital. And then another, so the action step there would be, you know, do some of the free webinars that these top Amazon gurus put out. Like Daniel Hall is one that I, I follow his stuff. Um, I think it's Steve Harrison does a lot of free webinars. You know, if you, um, kind of Google who's, who's, who's doing a lot of teaching in this. Um, and then my colleague, Eric, who I mentioned that he and I developed the training together with, again, the 2017, 18 best practices to get on that bestseller list. And then, and then having, um, there's the strategy in the pre-work as well. You and I talked about before really focusing on pre-orders. You know, this is something that I never paid attention to, did not do with my first book. And to, again, would have been of greater service if I did to really work a campaign before the book comes out to have people pre-order the book. And the reason is that right now, that will trigger the Amazon algorithms to sort of, it's almost like they perk up and say, Ooh, like this book is getting pre-orders. People want this book. This is an important, this is a desired book. And so suddenly they're stocking the book much more quickly. So it's like available in stock. Um, they're promoting more people will see the book. It's just bumping yourself up on the Amazon profile and algorithm. Um, and that is really worth doing. And I will do that with all my books from now on really focus on, and I help all my authors work on a pre-order campaign as well as a launch day campaign. And those things are, um, they're huge. They can make, they can make an enormous difference in the sale success of the book. Awesome. And you mentioned with categories, I was curious, um, where do you fall? <laughs> I know there's, you know, kind of two schools of thought. Thought: Do you want to capture the largest audience possible right. by having a general category, or do you want to really drill down and be as niche as possible? Right. I I fall 
at the launch in the camp of niche. And the reason for most authors, at least that I've worked with and, and my, like my most recent book. And the reason why is that if you can drill down and get into a niche where there's just going to be less stuff, there's less titles, and then you drive all your followers that you've developed, your readers there on that launch day, that's, that's where you're likely going to hit the bestseller list. And so if that's an important goal or an aspiration, I think going niche, which you can always, the fun thing about Amazon categories, you can change them. Right. You do, you're not locked in. You can, you can do it for the two weeks of your launch and then change it. You can even offer your book like for free for 24 hours and drive a bunch of traffic that way and then get a big boost in sales and on your ranking and then put it back at its normal. There's a lot of cool opportunities to be strategic. So I am more of a, I recommend niche if someone wants to hit that, that, that status of bestseller. If you don't care if that's not one of the goals, you're like, I just want to, I want to reach the most people. Then you could start with a more general category. However, I still think niche can be good just for readers finding you, you know, and I worked with someone this summer who was doing a um, YA novel that had a time travel element to it. And so, you know, you can really drill down into some, you know, she's one of the ones that got on the bestseller list at her launch because we would drill down in those categories and you think, well, who's really searching that specifically? But, you know, people who go into general YA will be linked there and sent over. So, you know, time travel, supernatural YA, you can get so specific with a lot of this stuff. But it was really cool. It worked for her. That strategy really paid off. Um, so it's something to think about. Like, I, so I'm in the niche camp. Absolutely. I agree. And I also like to just point out, you get two categories. So, yes. you know, yeah. may, maybe you want to split the difference and make one, yes. you know, broader and one more niche. But I also um, like to, you know, be a big fish in a small pond and try yeah. and go the niche route. Um, okay. So back to your action steps. I think we were going to talk about author pages and um, yeah. book trailers. So that's the other one, right? Book trailers and author pages. So again, this feels like a lot, but if you break it down in manageable steps, and again, just identifying, you know, even if listening today, like what are two things that you'd want to try instead of thinking of implementing all of them all at once? Cause that could definitely get overwhelming. But another neat thing to think about are, so your, you know, your author page, each, each person who has a book on Amazon can create an author page. And a lot of times people just go, I'm not going to populate that. Or, you know, it's like anything LinkedIn, like, Oh, how many profiles do I have to set up? But this is really worth it because people, and I'm like this as a reader, I, if I like a book, I want to know everything I can about the, like I'm excited to have access. And it's a way to build not just a sale for that book, but um, future books, if you're writing future books and you're really building a relationship with the reader. So you get to share more about yourself, post photos. And then probably one of the best techniques is to create a trailer for your book. That's just some sort of video. And I did mine myself. I didn't pay anyone. I didn't spend any kind of big, I, I created, I used kind of the Ken Burns effect of still images and wrote a script and we put together this book trailer and I will share this story, which was crazy. I, um, Again, I only did it because it was suggested and I did it kicking and screaming and I wanted to spend the time and it was hard to figure out how to do all this stuff. But we uploaded the trailer, didn't think a thing of it, and it can link to YouTube, I believe, on Amazon now. Yep. And ours did. And so, you know, again, I didn't have any other YouTube content. You know, I had the book trailer, I didn't have anything else at that point on YouTube. And when the paperback came out a year later of my book, 
some person in Australia just happened upon the video, like hadn't seen any of the media we did when it came out, like the kind of things that at, at Smith that you can get access to wonderful articles, magazines, TV. And we hadn't done any of that. Um, or we hadn't this, you know, this person never found it. She's a huge like mom blogger and she just ended up love. She saw the trailer, hadn't even read the book. And she started, she did some crazy posts like this story will change your life. You can't believe this story. And she's an enormous following. We got 80,000 views. Oh my goodness. That book trailer. It was uh, my, my phone is blowing. My husband's like, what's happening on YouTube? Like what's, we were like, what's going on? And it went around all these people from different countries. Like it was unbelievable. And you just never know what way like a reader or an influencer or someone is going to find you. So I do really encourage people to do, you were very video oriented right now, yep. even though we're writers. And so people can watch a short video or, you know, image slide images and hear the author. It's like that you're going to grab people that just, if they see the cover on Amazon, maybe wouldn't engage with the book. So it's a great opportunity to, to, to really make a connection and reach out through the ether to a reader and say, you're going to love this. I have something special to share with you. That's going to be great. And, um, it, it, it makes a big impact. So it's a, it's an investment I think is worth doing and it doesn't have to cost any kind of big money at all. It's some time and that's it. And I love that you point out that it can be something simple and um, that it doesn't have to be you talking on a video. It can be the slideshow of images. And some people don't even do the voiceover. They just have some yeah. quotes and text. Sure. Just having something that you can share every piece of collateral that, you know, is a piece of content. Again, as you mentioned, it's just another way for a reader to find you. And, um, I saw the statistic somewhere and I always mention it to people that, um, I think this was when I was a bookseller, people need to see your book cover seven times before they make a purchase decision. And so, you know, if you scroll that book cover across your book trailer twice, then you got two in there. Um, it's just, you know, a little psychology thing. Um, and you know, just, you know, even if that's not an exact statistic, working with that in mind has really behooved many of my authors. Um, you know, it's a, it's a good barometer for how am I going to get people to see my book? How am I going to get people to see my book again and, mm. um, make that final purchase decision? <clears throat> that's fantastic. I never knew the seven time, uh, you know, kind of rule. I think that's, I think it's absolutely true. Um, and it's the repetition It works on the subconscious level. So it's just, people have to get to know us. That's the other reason to think about a trailer. It's a little more connection with you. You'll decide like with each author, we decide, are they, how comfortable are they being visible? Like on a video type thing, not everyone is. If you are, that's great. If not, like you said, just moving images, scroll the book title, put a few quotes. Um, you, you can engage so many more people that way. Absolutely. Well, this has been lovely, Sarah. I know that you have so much more to say, and I think we're going to have to have you back because, um, you're <laughs> such a valuable resource. Um, and so where can people find you to get more of your amazing content? Absolutely. So um, welcome everyone. Please come visit at my website, which is just www.sarahcanal.com. And I'm Sarah without an H. So it's S-A-R-A-C-O-N-N, as in Nancy, E-L-L. Dot com and at the website it's great you can certainly contact me there um, and what's we have tons of free 
like things I'm talking about. Like if you want, you know, some free trainings on some of these topics, just to kind of get your head around um, some action steps. We've got resources there. The um, the program, if people are interested in having coaching through this, especially this what to do once the book is out and actually find a way to make the marketing authentic and fun and prepare for a national campaign that they might be doing with Smith. Um, there's information on that um, course and coaching there as well. And I just welcome anyone to reach out. Um, I'm also on Facebook at Sarah Cannell, author, speaker, coach. So um, please feel free to join. I've got all kinds of fun Facebook free writing challenges and, um, you know, all kinds of author publicity chat to try to make this fun and, and keep us motivated as writers. So um, I'd love anybody to come join and check out any of those resources and let me know your, what your writing goals are and any way that I can support you. I am here. I love all the resources that you have. We send authors to your website and some of your trainings all the time. And I like, um, personally, I just like, you know, the motivational aspect of it. I think, you know, in publicity, we can get a little mired in, you know, hits and, you know, how many views and mm. things like that. And so the having a nice, upbeat, motivational um, resource is, is really useful to our authors. Um, and as always, you can find Smith Publicity on social media at Smith Publicity and on smithpublicity.com. And if you are thinking about doing some of this marketing yourselves, we have a great resource of 100 things you can do to market your book. And so that'll keep you busy for a while. Just mm-hmm. maybe do one or two a week and, and you'll, you'll have a nice to, to do list. Um, Thanks so much for listening, and um, you can review and star our show on iTunes to make it visible to more authors like yourselves. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Smith Publicity. All Things Book Marketing Podcast. To reach us and learn about our many book marketing services, visit www.smithpublicity.com or send us an email to info at smithpublicity.com.